What's going on in your mind affects your tennis game big time. Do you want to learn how to play the mental game? Want to make a quantum jump in your tennis skills? Read on. Long before I learned about the mental side of tennis, I entered a one-day round-robin tennis tournament in Van Nuys, California. The day before the competition, my two Yamaha rackets were stolen, and the only available racket was my daughter's. She had a habit of picking up the ball by scraping the tip of the racket on the court. The scraping wore a hole in the hollow graphite frame you could stick a finger in. Since I thought I had no chance of winning with that racket, I decided not to take the tournament seriously and just play for fun. Players were divided in two brackets of nine players each. Because I had nothing to lose, I played out of my mind. I wasn't thinking about it, but my game was on a high. I beat all eight players in my bracket. I played the winner from the other bracket in an eight-game set for the championship. He was a better player, but I was still playing out of my mind. I was ahead six games to two. Only two more games and I would win the trophy. I began thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm going to beat this guy. I'm going to win the tournament. When I started thinking about winning, I started losing. I didn't win another game. I played in my mind rather than out of my mind. Do you want to learn how to play out of your mind? Following is a series of articles on the mental side of tennis. These articles tell you how to play to the best of your ability, how to improve your game while reclining in an easy chair, how to play in the zone, what you should be thinking about and not thinking about during play, and more. First, one thing at a time. Learning a new sport takes some time. The first time you execute a complex motion, you talk yourself through it with your conscious mind. And you do it one step at a time because your conscious mind can only do one thing at a time. Recall tying your first bow. The process was unnatural and took several attempts. After you tied a bow properly a few times, the process was delegated to your subconscious mind where it became a habit. Once it became a habit, you tied a bow without thinking about it. Take something more complex like a golf swing. I was taught there are 31 elements to a good golf swing. The first few times I swung a club, I thought about each step. This step-by-step -step motion produced a swing like a flickering old-time movie. It wasn't until each step was turned over to my subconscious, which can do a zillion things at a time, that my swing became fluid. When a complex task is performed by the subconscious, it is easy because your subconscious can handle an unlimited number of tasks at one time, effortless because it's unconscious, graceful because it is a unified, coordinated motion, and natural because you don't have to think about it. It's even more complex in tennis because there are a lot of strokes, each is different, and each stroke has a myriad of things to think about. There is the forehand topspin, forehand slice, backhand topspin, backhand slice, volley, overhead, lob, spin serve, flat serve, and kick serve. For example, here's a list of the sequence someone might go through on the topspin forehand. Get into position to hit the ball in front of you. Bend knees. Take a three-quarter backswing. Open hips. Keep eyes on the ball. Let the racket drop below the impact level of the racket and ball. Keep wrist flexible. Stroke upward to impart topspin. Push weight forward into the shot. Lock wrist on impact. 
Keep eyes on ball and keep head down. Follow through by extending out through the flight path of the ball and quickly get back in a position for the next shot. That's far too much to think about while executing a fluid stroke. Each shot must be made a habit and performed at a subconscious level. 